0: This episode and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. I just want to take a moment to thank everybody out there that has tried an All I Need board and given us some positive feedback. All the comments and tagging us in the photos and videos, so rad, man. Thank you, guys. Also, if you're a shop out there, our boards are available through Eastern Skate Supply, and we also have allineedskate.com. We have a web store where all our apparel is. Thank you guys for everything. My guest today is Carrie Getz. A legend, man. I, it was epic. Drive, 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 prosper, prosper, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like I, I, I gotta get on. I gotta get on this. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. today
1: This is the Shetler Show, featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler See if I can uh, get this up.
0: Maybe it's a no show? (laughs) Yo! What's up, Carrie?
2: Anthony, what's happening, man? I'm just trying to step outside from my loud house.
0: Okay, yeah, get situated. No rush, man. Alright. I'm gonna
2: go head into my garage right here. I should be good with Wi-Fi
0: in here. Alright, cool. sick.
2: So. make sure the signal's all good.
0: Yeah, sometimes it breaks up or there's like a lag and then we just gotta kind of deal with it. Seems good, though.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of see it. It's just like a little... It has a, it's a little pause here and there.
0: Yeah, cool. Are you situated?
2: Yeah, I'm good, man.
0: Alright, hell yeah. Alright, I got some coffee. I was psyched, I made some coffee. Just got back from skating. What do you got there?
2: I got a rolling rock. I'm just, like, kicking back with one of my first beer for the night to relax.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah, I just did that the other night. I actually got a little weed, so... If you see me hit the pipe, there's a little weed in here. (laughs) (laughs) Do it, man. Um, Alright, I wanted wanted to start this off with just asking you how your day was, man. Alright,
2: my day was, uh, pretty interesting, man. Like, um, it's, uh... My wife's twenty; she's 24 weeks pregnant, so we're just you know, having our second child,
1: wow.
2: and it's a little boy, so we had that appointment at 4 o'clock, and then, uh, you know, my day is just, right now, man, it's like, I'm just really focused on my family, and I have a back problem right now, I'm nursing, so it's like, I've just been, you know, day-to-day being a stay-at-home father, and now working with DBS a little bit, like, through some emails and stuff, and helping with some team stuff, but, I mean, my day was... You know, wake up seven, seven o'clock. Take my little boy, our little three-year-old, to daycare, and I come home and I take care of our two-year-old girl. Sure, she's eighteen months. And then my wife stayed home today, and we had to do, handle some family stuff. And uh, you know, it's just it's just crazy, man, having a family and having kids that go to school, and you deal with like family members and all kinds of drama when you get involved with stuff, and especially yeah. schools when you have like our one boy. That we took in, he's going to be 10 and we still, we, we deal with so many friends in the neighborhood that might he might have issues with, you know. How many, how
0: many kids do you have?
2: Well, my wife and I had our first child 18 months ago and we're having our second, but we took in three of her brother's kids.
0: Well you have like a full herd of people.
2: So we have, <laughs> we're going to have five kids.
0: Wow. What, did you grow up in a big family?
2: No. I mean, I I have a brother and a sister, but no, man, like, it just was, you know, it was this whole thing, my my wife's brother's just not well, and had these two kids, and then went on and had a third one, and all of them got taken from the home, and we got the one, he was two months old, we got him right from the hospital when he was released, Um, and then we got a three-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy, Wow. one year later, after taking them all in fostering them, we had our first child.
0: Wow.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's been a crazy, crazy life changer, you know, and, you know, and it's crazy is the first month that I got the kids, got the little boy when he was two, three months old, I had knee surgery. So what? I'm like i'm like limping around the backyard like you know this wrap around my leg it wasn't a major knee surgery but it was like a meniscus surgery
0: yeah i've done that and one
2: yeah so you know what it's like and then you know I'm, just, I'm you know it's all part of skateboarding and going through all the injuries but it was just bad timing i'm like man i need to be running around and here i'm limping around and you know trying to take care of these kids and all that so it's you know it heals up like any
0: Else, I guess. Yeah, the meniscus, it depends on what kind of t- what type of tear you have. Like, I was lucky it wasn't that bad, and they could just kind of cut it out. Um, that was nice. Yeah. But my other buddy, he had yeah, like the... Same. F- same. thing?
2: Mine was the same, just a little tear, cut it out, you
0: know. Yeah, it's but so like relieving. You, a,
2: you said you had a buddy that, that had, a and like had a bad
0: one? Yeah, he like fully teared it, but he was very young, so he just got the full surgery, and it healed up really well, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool, man.
0: Yeah. It's very relieving when you get it actually done, huh? you're like, oh, that's what all that pain was from.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, I just, you know, I always had a little bit of knee, like, knee pain, but one day I jumped off this ledge and landed sideways, and my knee just kind of buckled a little bit more than it should have, and I was like, oh, man, like, now I re-hurt my, my knee again. Like, I was feeling that pain I'd feel once in a while, but then when I did it that time, it wouldn't go away. Yeah. So then it was consistent. I was like, you know what, something's getting
0: on. Yep, that was the same with mine, man. I dealt with You're it for a there? long time. Yeah, I'm still here.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's just this poor connection over here. Yeah,
0: sometimes it does that. I heard you pretty well, no, no breaking we up. Yep. We good?
2: If I go outside, maybe let me go outside here and get closer to my
0: house. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Damn, it looks nice okay. out. It looks nice out, Carrie.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, you know, it's light out here. It's, about in the, it's in the 50s, you know.
0: Are you in PA? I'm in Jersey. Oh, sick.
2: I live in, uh, I live in like Cherry Hill, New Jersey, like right over the bridge from Philly. I'm only like 15, 20 minutes from my store. I'm in a great location.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, Okay, well, let's move along. I wanted to ask you who, who your first sponsor was. And that could include, like, Skate Shop and whatnot.
2: Uh, if I think back, I think my first sponsor was uh, Little Skateboards. It was this company out of uh, Pittsburgh. Kevin Taylor wrote for it. Sick. And it was this guy, Jason Tracy, Jason Tracy had it and uh, sponsored me and Kevin. And... Um, And then that was my board sponsor. And then my first, like, shoe sponsor that, like, started sending me shoes was, like, Reef. Oh, sick. They sent me, like, two or three pairs of shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't really a sponsorship. It was more like, oh, yeah, you know, try these shoes. And they were awful, and I never got sponsored by them. (laughs) So Little Skateboards was my first ever sponsor where they, like, gave me free boards, you know?
0: Yeah, that's sick. (laughs) What was the first package, you remember? Was it, like, two boards or...
2: I think, yeah, two boards. Sick. Yeah. It was cool. I, you know, Jason, I still teach, I still talk to him to this day.
0: That's really? awesome. That's cool. KT, KT's the man yeah. as well. I really like KT.
2: Oh, man, KT's awesome. I skated with, I skated with KT for a good, like, 10 years straight, man. Like, just, you know, every day out on missions, loading us all in the van with the jenny and shit, and just going out and getting work done, you know.
0: Yes, generator skating. I haven't done that in so long. That's the best.
2: Yeah. Me neither, man. I couldn't even tell you the last Jenny. It had to be at least 12 years ago or more.
1: Damn. <laughs> how do you... Uh,
2: maybe, yeah, it has to be when I was in my early 30s. So, I guess maybe 8 years. I would say 8 years, maybe.
0: Damn. Um, hey, going back to what we were talking about before, how do you relax?
2: How do I relax? I, I really don't, man. I like... <laughs> I have, i say from about 7 or 8 o'clock at night to about 9 or 10 o'clock at night to myself. That's it. Damn. Like, I literally watch... I look forward to 7.30 watching Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is, like, that's my life, dude. Right now, it's like, uh, I can't wait to sit and watch that and try to guess it. Guess the, guess the score. <laughs> like, guess the, the, board, the billboards that come up or whatever. I like, had no idea that
0: show was still on the air. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. That, one night that puzzle was a professional skateboarder
0: what really sick yeah yeah, i
2: was watching it then i was stoked
0: we made it skateboarders made it that's it
2: yeah we made it the wheel of fortune (laughs) we did it
0: did they still have the chick that like walks out and like flips the letter and stuff
2: oh yeah she just has to touch the screen
1: now like (laughs)
0: like, uh, yeah yeah she's she's still
2: fully on there dude like in her her 50s and she she looks pretty good for you know in her 50s and Still out there. Imagine having that job, though, man. Like, that's it. Like, that's all that lady had to do her entire life.
0: One hell of a run, dude. She's had a hell of a run.
2: Hell yeah, (laughs) since, like, 1975. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, like, 40 years,
0: man. Oh, shit. I really didn't. First, I want to say, I'm going to get my fan-out moment done right now, like, in the beginning. I've been watching you since I was, like, dreaming about, like, being in videos and magazines. It's kind of cool. I didn't think I'd ever talk about Wheel of Fortune with you, though.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah right. I mean, you, you never know people until you you know get in conversation, man. But yeah, I mean that's cool. I've always you know I've always looked up the dudes when I was a kid, like Ocean Howell, Marcus Wyndham, big time, and like you know Javante Turner, Brian Lottie. Those were dudes that really like sparked me to really want to skate every day. Yeah, and just their style and everything about their their skate, the, the choices of tricks that they would pick, their clothes, like everything that they did like was just such an influence to me and um you know it's really cool to kind of give back and be on that other side of the the table and have people look up to me like that was one of the biggest achievements in my life like going to demos and watching kids like come up and be like dude you fucking are so sick like this Mm -hmm. is amazing you know like that was probably my biggest achievement in my life was being able to flip that around flip the script and have dudes psyched on what i was doing
0: yeah, that's so cool. It's such a cool opportunity, and it's like in skating, it's a lot of people don't, you know, people say that, but it's like, it's not easy to say that. It's cool to have acknowledgement for, like, hard work and have kids be stoked. That's so cool, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was my main thing. Like, I always loved, that's one thing that I miss about skating was demos. I thought that impacted kids so much, but it's like now it's almost too competitive and it's like you go, you know, there was always that hometown hero that you had to skate with that was always trying to prove themselves, you know, know, and and I look back and I was actually that dude at one point, but it wasn't like I was out there trying to prove myself. I was out there just skating because they were like, hey, man, go skate with these dudes, like, right for the shop. Like, you know, you're rad. Like, there's only four of these guys. Like, why don't you go out and skate with them? You know, so I went out and skated, and everyone thought I was Sean Mandoli (laughs) because I had, like, glasses on and it was the real team. It it was, like, real and, uh, I think it was, like, real and girl or something like that. I forget the teams, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, I just, I always think demos are so impacting for companies, you know, especially when you come to a park and you leave your mark. Yeah, like Like, an,
0: like an experience, right? Like, um... Yeah, I like that. I like experience, too. Like, one thing we did when I used to ride for Fibro is he'd, like, kind of peel out and get the kids all hyped before he'd leave the demo. He'd just make a loud noise and peel out, and they'd be like, yes, yeah. that was so sick. <laughs> for
1: sure, man. Like, I just, one,
2: one of the craziest things leaving the demo was in Costa Rica on a Habitat trip. We we were in this, like, crazy big, like as, like like, an RV kind of thing, and it had, like, a ladder on the back and in costa rica we were like superstars yeah. and there we we did like a demo in this arena and it was like they introduced us like rock stars like we came out one at a time like full rock star status and the whole fucking 500 people were like screaming so loud it sounded like there, it was like thunder in the building damn it was it was it was pretty insane and then when we left they jumped on the suv or on the rv and they were climbing on like, chasing us down the road like <laughs> It was fully like some Guns N' Roses shit.
0: Man. Damn, there must have been so much fucking energy, like.
2: Oh my god! Like Fred Gall was there, Tim O'Connor. It was just like Brian Wenning. It was just like one of the coolest demos ever. How do you
0: How do you handle the demo? How would you skate?
2: I skated all right. I think I like I was. It was a tough course because it was only like a few obstacles, like that that kind of shit that you would see in a in like a in a parking lot. Yeah. So it was like a launch ramp. So we were like setting up like. The horses, the bike racks, doubling them up and trying to do like six foot, seven foot high ollies over stuff. Like fuck anything, it. anything that we could do to, to spark them, you know? So, cause it wasn't like a full on, like just an amazing course. It was literally just obstacles thrown in there. Like here, have fun on this little flat bar, have fun on this kicker ramp and have fun on this quarter pipe and make the best of it. You know. They had that many
0: people watching and they just gave you that stuff. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It was <laughs> pretty, I was like, fuck man, what are we going to do here? so we just had to just get creative,
0: man, and
1: do our best, you know.
0: That's sick, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Skating flat ground after that by yourself must feel weird. It's like the complete <laughs> opposite. Yeah, for sure. It was it was it
2: was, it was an experience for, for sure. Okay, one, oh, one I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um okay, I want to move along. Um I wanted to ask you about your first like paying sponsor.
2: My first paying sponsor was uh, Toy Machine.
0: Sick, dude. Yeah, Toy wow. Machine
2: was the first one that we started. I think I was am and I was getting like three hundred bucks a month.
0: Damn, that's you were probably high, time.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was actually like on unemployment right at that time because I'd quit my job to go to California and to skate with Bam all the time because wow. he's the one who told me to quit my job. He's like, dude, you need to quit your job <laughs> and fucking come down to Philly and skate because you're amazing at skateboarding. Bam, am all now to ride for Toy Machine. I'm trying to get on Toy Machine. You know, we were both riding for, like, Wheelie Co. at the time. And we did, like, a little demo tour together for, like, five days. Yeah. And I got some time off work and went with them on this tour. So that's how I got to know Mike and Bam.
0: Damn, that's sick.
2: Yeah, so that's how we all kind of came together. And then on that trip, Bam's like, dude, you're so good at skating. Like, you need to fucking quit your job. And I was like, dude, like, I got a pretty decent job. It, it sucks. I work all night long. It's like 9 at night until 9 in the morning. Sometimes get out at 8 in the morning. But and I was making all right money living at my home with my parents and stuff when I was like 19, 18, 19. But he just, you know, it made sense. He's like, I just kind of took that leap of faith, dude. I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this dude. Yeah. Like, if he sees this in me, I'm going to fucking go for it. So I ended up getting unemployment after quitting, which was, I didn't think I would get, so I actually got paid for six months to be able to do whatever, you know, so it was actually cool, so it gave me a six month run to kind of film and go down there and put the, I think I filmed the Fairman's video part in that time.
0: Yeah, if you're going to work hard for those six months, that's a good chunk of time.
2: Yeah, exactly, so I had that time, and I would go, you know... I could go down spend, during the week, I could go down and spend days on end, because I didn't have to have a job or anything, and then Bam didn't have a job, and Mike didn't work, so we were just, we had the filmer Joe Hiddleston driving us, and, you know, and we'd all pitch in for gas, I think at the time, and we would just all fucking work our asses off and make it work, you know? Did you,
0: have you ever told Bam that he's a great friend and thank you?
2: Oh, always. <laughs> I mean, I've told him many times. Did he listen, or was he listening to me? Who knows, but, you know, I've said it in so many interviews. It's, you know, him and Molinato, I owe so much, to because, you know, I remember nights staying on Molinato's floor in his, in his like, eight-by-eight eight room. Like, he had a tiny room in his grandmother's house, and I would sleep on the floor in a, in a, in a sleeping bag every night to fucking stay, and we'd get up and go skate, you know? Yes, that yes. Was, that was our routine, man. We were just on it.
0: Yeah, those are solid friends, dude.
2: Yeah, it was really cool. My,
0: my, actually, one of my good friends wanted me wanted me to ask you why you left Toy Machine or how how did that happen?
2: Um, I guess it all started when Bam left. Things kind of got crazy with the CKY videos and Yeddo, and us finding out like, you know, Tim O'Connor was making all this money, all these board sales, and Bam and I and Molinari weren't seeing any board sales. There was just a lot of, like, you know, politic bullshit and learning all about, like, the money thing. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Like, I'm only... And then at the point when we were pro, I think I was making, like, 700 bucks a month. And here these other dudes are making thousands, you know? And and it was just, like, a kick in the ass. We were like, fuck, man. Like, we hear that we have, like, the best-selling boards, and we're not getting any of it. Yeah. So it's kind of just, like, okay, what's going on? And then things just kind of escalated with the CKY videos and Bam leaving. And then, I guess it was Habitat had reached out to me. Sick. Like, hey, you know, we're, you know, Josh was, Josh actually asked me to ride for Alien in the earlier days. Josh? Like, Josh Kalis. Okay, yeah. He actually asked me to ride, like, this was maybe a year before Habitat started. But I didn't want to quit Toy Machine. Yeah. So, but once Bam left, it kind of all kind of didn't feel right, you know, and there was just a lot of bullshit going on over there. And I was like, offered this amazing opportunity to go to Habitat and then all the team riders that were going to it and then speaking with Chris Carter, like, and then Anderson, Brian Anderson was supposed to leave with me. So I was like, holy shit, he's going to go to Habitat. I'm going to go to Habitat. Tim O'Connor, Rob Luchowski all these amazing dudes this was the
0: formation of habitat yeah wow
2: this was like the formation of like everything coming together so when i started hearing everybody that was quitting their companies to go ride for this brand and i was included and anderson was on board with me it kind of was like fuck man i'm kind of stupid if i wouldn't do this you know like yeah because things just kind of started getting real crazy over at Yetto. so i you know i just I did it and then (laughs) I did it and then like a week later Anderson's like, Dude, I can't do it. He's like I can't (laughs) do it. You motherfucker Yeah I was like, Oh my god I was like, dude and I actually called Chris Carter and I said, Dude, I don't think I can do this and he's like too late, man, your ad's coming out (laughs) like I was like it's kinda crazy. But hey, you know it's like it was an opportunity I just couldn't pass up. How
0: good was Habitat? Was it a good run?
2: it was incredible it was the best best experience of my life and it was the best and smartest move I ever did because DNA was just on point they took care of me in every way and I you know I just worked my ass off man I was was making great money to skate all I had to do was skate every single day that's all I had to do and that's all i wanted to do and all i wanted to do was film and be productive and make sure my companies had a fucking ad every time they asked yeah you know so it was just like you know i went through years of working before i was a pro skateboarder so i know what it's like to work my ass off for pennies yeah you know what i mean like 10 10 at night i'd go in at 10 o'clock at night and there was no union at this place and i worked in this refrigerator refrigerator place it was like 35 40 degrees in there and I'm working with dudes that hate their lives, like 40, 50-year-old dudes that, like, they look like they're 60, you yeah. know, and they're, like, only in their 30s, like, you know, heavy alcoholics and all this stuff and hating their lives, you know. So I've, I've seen some shit. I worked with some dudes that I was like, you know, I don't want to end up doing this. Yeah. If I have an opportunity to make money in skateboarding, yeah. I will make sure I make as much money as I can for as long as I can.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. To
2: stay in it, you know.
0: That's a right yeah. mentality. I like a working man's mentality, like a hustler, like someone that doesn't want it for free, they want to earn it. You know what I mean? To be proud yeah. of like what they do as well, you know? Like exactly. be proud of something, be a part of something and work and everyone pull their own weight and like create something. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then I didn't end up going pro for like three or four years. I was am for a while. I didn't go pro until I was like, I think, 24. Wow. And everyone was like, why are you waiting so long? Why are you waiting? I was like, it's not time yet, man. Like, I was like, I still want to prove myself. I still want to, like, fucking have that video part, that amp part, and that was kind of jump off a building. Yeah. You know, that was my part to say, hey, boom, here's my part. And, you know, when I was, while I was filming for that, I broke my ankle. Oof. And I didn't get to really finish the part, but I had enough footage to
0: put the part out that I had to put out. Yeah, that's but awesome. So many more weeks that
1: i had that i could have filmed and i couldn't
0: damn So
2: yeah so it was like at least i worked my ass off the months prior to that you know to cover my ass and then toy machine jump off a building came out and you could see that i had a cast on you know that was uh right at the beginning of my video part and i had you know the vi- that video part and then i had the part that was all the skate park stuff at the end yeah the i remember after the video yeah so that video kind of carried me through that whole year and nobody even knew I was hurt. Cuz like all my photos were coming out, my video part was coming out. So it kind of covered my ass for that entire year that I couldn't skate.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Good hustle though. That's why you hustle because then if something ha- yeah. like that happens, you're not out on your ass, you know? It's like why yeah. you try That's why you try to save your pennies, you know? Like Yeah, exactly. Rainy Absolutely. days come like no matter how nice you are, we all have them. <laughs> Sure. Like it's it's, like, it's about like survival. It's like you know you just gotta shit happens sometimes. You just roll yeah. the punches. <laughs> Damn right,
1: man.
0: Like Here's you took time. on you took on extra people in your family. That's pretty amazing. Like I grew up in poverty and broken family. So like my yeah. friends' families took me in, Carrie. Like oh, wow. Yeah, like, they would—they helped me graduate. I stayed with their family, and she, like, she was so sweet. Joanne, his mom, my friend Ryan. And, um, that's great. And that's how I was able to graduate high school. So, like, for you to take that on that responsibility, like, it was amazing the show started like that. I was, like, in awe already, man. Yeah,
2: thanks, man. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I didn't, you know, I've been talking about it slowly here and there, but it was, like, it was a, it was a two-year battle of fostering the children and dealing with, biological parents and all the laws and all the rules that the judges would slap on us like it wasn't just raising these kids we had visitations where the kids had to be taken out of the house and go see their parents and you know the 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 seven-year-old when we got him he was in in and out of a bunch of homes so he you know he's an amazing kid he's going to be 10 now and all that stuff is behind him yeah but you know for him to still be an amazing child after going, going through all that is 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 is, is incredible because yeah. i couldn't imagine going through that you yeah know, at that age i just couldn't imagine so it's like it's just wild to think because like i had always thought i never wanted to have any children and then i went from zero to four in one year
0: holy shit so
2: <laughs> it was just like a flip man of a switch but i was like i was like if my if i don't do this and my wife doesn't we don't step up and do this like where will the children go you know we were in the position to do it i i my career skating was kind of fuzzle fizzling out it was right when companies were going through struggles of you know finding new direction after this recession so it was like time for me to like kind of step back and just put the time into my family so like that's kind of where i've been is just doing that
0: man. yeah that that builds incredible character and uh <laughs> there's depths to life and that's definitely a it's a, a good experience to have
2: <laughs> yeah you know what I, I feel stronger as a person now I feel some days I feel like I could walk through a brick wall yeah like I just feel so much like I feel like I. if I look back and say that one day you'll have four kids and you, you're gonna get them all in one shot I'd have been like no way there's no way I could handle that yeah. there's no way <laughs> like here I am here I am going on four years handling it
0: Yeah, that's amazing I'm applaud Thanks, man appreciate Appreciate it. I became a pro skateboarder Because of someone like you Thank you
2: Well, I'm glad I got you To get out there And fucking do some kickflips And lip slides (laughs)
0: Um, alright Um, I got more, okay?
2: Yeah, for sure, man
0: Alright Um My friend who also was asking About leaving Toy He wanted me He wanted me to ask you If Vinny Ponte Was the first one To do the love gap
2: Um I hear Choppy was. I hear this dude, Choppy, was the first dude to, to ollie it or gre- o- fucking ollie into or something. Damn. But I think the first documented one that was, like, really, like, holy shit, this dude ollied into it when there was a crowd, it was Vinny. Wow. I think Vinny was, I just hear it through the grapevine that Choppy was the first dude to ollie it, but I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't put a 100% just can't be that dude to say like yeah that is but just like i'm saying um, i heard it yeah uh, i heard it through the grapevine that choppy was but
0: well my friend I, my friend heard of it i guess he i think he brought up Vinny ponte so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if that was the one that was documented
2: <laughs> yeah exactly so he
1: always did first
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's sick um i've never met i don't think i met vinnie briefly but like i never hung out with him but he seems like quite the character
1: Oh he's a rat
2: dude. I, I've met him a couple times and he's he's fucking he's a rat dude.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Like,
2: instantly I was like man I can hang out with this guy. Like he's, he's really cool, real just down to earth, you know.
0: That's right.
2: People I'd like to hang out with.
0: <laughs> alright, um alright, we're gonna move forward. We're gonna talk about um the loss of Love Park. Yeah. What's going what happened, dude? Like they just decided it was done, huh?
2: I think the city somebody bought it. Like oh. somebody bought the property. And, um, I think $30 million or whatever, I can't even tell you the exact number, but it's millions and millions of dollars. And, um, I guess, I guess the ground, I think they, they built, they, they bought it to build a parking garage to make more money for the city. So I think that's what the rumor is. Like, I, I just kind of look at Instagram and I read things like read comments about stuff, but that's kind of what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. I wonder, that's, that's pretty gnarly, but I mean, that's a, I don't know, imagine if we could buy it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, DC tried that. (laughs) Oh, sick. (laughs) Yeah, DC offered a million, I guess that wasn't enough.
0: God damn it, motherfucker. So much skate history. It was just
2: for a year, it was like, here's a million dollars to let us skate for a year.
0: Wow. Here's
2: a hundred grand a month. Here's a hundred grand a month to upkeep Love Park and, you know, maintain, like, the trash and any kind of damage and they said no
0: damn so much skate history
2: yeah dude i mean it's it's a shame it had to come to an end but everything comes to an end at one time you know what i mean i'm stoked i got to be involved in you know skating the love gap and some of the rails that were there and stuff like that it was never really like my favorite spot because like i was never really a ledge skater yeah so favorite thing so if you notice like a lot of my footage is just like jumping down the gaps or going over the cans or sliding the rails or something or dude doing something.
0: the <laughs> the ollie up lip side is a crazy i actually went and looked at that and i was like that was insane <laughs> yeah
2: that, that thing was it was a bit intimidating because like when i was skating it there was a crack right where i ollie to get up on the first ledge and I remember a couple times I literally bounced off that thing and never hit my tail and made it up the ledge and it scared the shit <laughs> out of me because I didn't want to get like thrown against the rail. But luckily, like I can't, it only took me like, I think 10 tries or something. Like it wasn't something that was like, like that, that took me days on end to do, Yeah, which was good. It was, you know, I was glad to get it over with because, you know, I just had to wax up the rail a little bit because it's aluminum and that shit grabs, you know? Yeah. So that was my first fear was, okay, how slippery is it going to be that I put this tiny bit of wax on it? So I didn't know how it was going to react when I got on it. So it, good thing I was able to get on it and jump to the handicap ramp on the inside. And once I got on it once, I was like, okay, now I know what's going to react when I get on it. So, and I ended up fucking riding away and being stoked, you know? Yeah, so that's awesome. Things that you know could... i with the grind is amazing. And you know what? I'm, the back lip that Suchu did was incredible, I, but I still, somebody can still, you know, they can't do it anymore, but they, somebody could have just stand up back nose grinded it. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, quick on it, and then just drag your nose and fucking wax it and yep. just haul out, you know, like, it's doable. Yeah. Like, I looked at it, I looked at it after I did the lip slide a couple of days, a couple of months and weeks, but the thing was, I never got enough time to skate there. Yeah. Like, every time I'd go there, we'd get kicked out, and, oh, dude, I just didn't want to deal with it. So, I, that's another reason why I don't think I ever even went to try it, because I never got to skate there long enough. Yeah, yeah, you want to be... always kicked out. I'm not that dude who's like, you know, run up to a spot, let's fucking get this. Like, I would if, if I really wanted to get a trick, but Love was a different situation, because they had undercovers. They had cops coming up fucking slapping you in handcuffs. It was a different scenario than getting kicked out of, like, a school or somewhere else, you know? Yeah, it's
0: like getting in a fight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: so yeah, so I almost kind of just avoided love, you know? Like, I just was like, you know, I would go there to just try to film something. Like, hey, you know, let's try to do this. Like, but it wasn't something that I I was like, I have to go skate love.
0: Dude, while we're on it, there's another lip slide, but the fakie, that one on that big round bar.
2: Oh, depends landing rail.
0: Dude, that thing, I went and skated that thing, and uh, I got a Smith grind pop-out. But, dude, oh, nice. I was so hyped, I did it, but out the yeah. whole time, I'm like, how the fuck did the, how did carry stay all the way to the end? Like, I, I like, pinched the side of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you went the whole thing, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: the thing is, I always liked, like, backboards. Like, I was always, like, I guess, like, consistent with the, that trick, and I always felt comfortable on it. Like I never really felt comfortable grinding rails. The lip slides and backboards and front boards were always my thing. Like hitting the middle of my board, and I just always felt comfortable on that kind of shit. And it's like my biggest thing is like I didn't I didn't think I could ollie that high because like I don't I don't have like lots of pop on my ollies. So I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but it was kind of like a gap out to it. So I was like, okay, like I have to gap out, so it is a little bit lower than if I was coming off a flat ground up
1: to it,
0: yeah. But on nope. a lip, but on a lip slide, dude, on something that tall, like, oh, yeah. How do you even bail that? Did you just have to do the one that you got the courage, or
1: no, no? I dude, I slammed
2: that <laughs> part. I flew all the way across it. And I landed on my hip on the rail and flew to the ground. The front board did it to me too. The front board actually took me out. I had to go back for that one. But I did the lip slide that day. The day that I tried it, I did that. But, uh, yeah, dude, that thing took me out. But, you know, I'd always play those safety lip slides where you'd lean inside one way or lean outside the other way to get off. Yeah. And then sometimes where you're like, okay, I'm going to fucking try this one no matter what happens. I will get on and just stay on. And then, you know, one time I stuck, dude, and I just flew forward all <laughs> over the whole entire rail on my hip. Good thing I was able to get back up and fucking make it. Cause yeah. That's, that's a trick that you want to just get done that day. You don't want to have to go back and look at that big thing again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was glad I I fucking you know, if in the footage you don't see it but I front boarded it and then when I the second time I went back and I landed the front board, I roll into the street and I scream like Fuck yeah! Or I'm like, like, you know, like cheering for myself.
1: Yes. yes. Corny. Kind of
2: corny, but I was like, <laughs> dude, I was like, it's fucking over, man. I won. I beat this fucking rail. I kicked my ass last time, but this time I beat it.
0: <laughs> that moment that moment you were speaking of, I call it slam or make, where it's like, okay, no matter what, this is either going to be a slam or a make. It's one or the exactly. other. Slam <laughs> or slam. That's what I would always say, too. Slam or slam. This is it, right here.
2: So, I, I would use that, too, man. I'd be like, all right, gee, this is it fucking land or slam. This is it. Yes,
0: that's so badass.
2: I mean, you gotta get that, you know, you gotta get that adrenaline flowing, dude.
1: Like, skateboarding's scary as fuck, man.
0: Yeah, you gotta warm up from, like, like, sometimes you roll up to a spot, and you gotta warm up on flat, you know what I mean? Like, get your work your way all the way up to, like, the courage and energy and flexibility to, like, do the thing.
1: (laughs)
2: Exactly, man. I I, I just, I, I... You know, sometimes I look back, like, I'll pop a video in, and I'll be like, man, I did that shit, man. Like, I can't believe I did that. It's cool to see... how did I ever get myself
1: to do that?
0: Yeah, it's cool to have that documented, though. It's like, I put my energy, time, and, like, everything into these, like, creating these parts and these videos, and, like, it's... It's self-expression. It's, like, the best thing, dude. It's fu- it's self- it is,
1: man.
2: <laughs> I, to this day, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like landing a trick on video and, and being stoked on something like that. Man. Hell yeah. And seeing the, seeing the outcome of the photo get thrown in a magazine. There's there's no other feeling.
0: Hell yeah. So good, dude. Um, All right. Well, there might be a good... This might be temporary, but you... Yeah. Tampa Pro, dude, what was that like to win? Like... <laughs>
2: That, that was probably my second biggest achievement in my life
0: <laughs> how'd you handle that like
2: um it was a shock dude because you know i was battling rick mccrank and you know he had a flawless run
0: dude he's so good
2: yeah he's incredible and he would always be so tough to, to fucking be be up against because like he was a rail dude yeah, and I wasn't really like a rail guy, so, <laughs> so it's like I had my four lit my four fucking rail tricks, and he had his twenty. Damn. you know it was like I was always battling that dude, but like the only thing I had a little bit over him was flip tricks. So like I would flip my board more and run. So I think that kind of scored me a little bit above Rick in that contest to push me to first place. Damn, that's sick. So, so it was you know because I'd always hear the. The announcer's like, "Oh, he flipped his board ten times in one run." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would just kind of, you know, it's it's not that I was a competitive against everybody else. I was more or less competitive against myself. Like, like, look, like, if you're gonna fucking do the best you can. Like, this is the line you got to put together. Like, flip your board as much as you can. Do what they want to see, you know, to get my fucking points up there. So yeah,
0: like if you're gonna always, like if you're gonna play the game, you're gonna figure out the rules and then try to be good at it.
2: Exactly. I would always map out a run like the first day that I would get there. And I was that corny dude that was going back and forth practicing his run over and over and over. Because I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be skating somewhere else and doing something else, I'm probably going to bruise my heel. I'm probably going to hurt myself. And then I'll be fucking laid up for the weekend and that's not why i'm here i'm here to fucking win or i'm here to fucking win some money and get the fuck out (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) america yeah america
2: exactly but dude back to tampa it was like i qualified first i remember this because like damn i had a i had my run was my qualifying run to make it to the finals was flawless like, I didn't fuck up one thing. Sick. I landed everything and walked off the course. Yes. So then, in the finals, I, um... You have three runs. So I have three chances to do that run all over again.
0: That's how I'm you like, see fuck. it. That's how you yeah. see it. I see it as, like, I have three chances to blow it. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was... Yeah, I was a bit... I was focused, man. That's I really awesome. Was. Like, it was, it was just... I knew it. It was my time. I'm, I'm like, I'm here. This is, this is, so I'm still in awe that I'm skating against these dudes. You know, I come from a little town. I shouldn't be here, but I am. Yeah. And I'm not fucking going to take advantage of it. You know? See. So I, um, I go into the finals and I fucking fall my first two runs and I go behind the fucking rolling and I'm slamming my board against the fucking ramp, <laughs> like the fucking tin, tin wall. That's like, you know, Tampa was like that tin. That tin metal, when it was back in the day, I don't know what it was made of now, but it was real fucking loud. I'm behind the ramp, slamming my fucking board against it. Like, so pissed, because I was like, I did this run perfect. Now I fell two times in a row, and I have to do it one more fucking time. You feel like
0: you're drowning?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, dude, if I don't land it perfect, I won't be able to fucking get in the top three i won't be able to win because i know rick mccrank's gonna fucking kill it <laughs> you know what i mean like i know he's gonna kill it yeah you know? so i was like and then boom i ended up landing the run but i didn't land it as good as i made it in the semifinals. like i deck checked the Nolly heel and i didn't land the front side flip over the hip at the end but that was i think right after time yeah but so i yeah I ended up winning and it was like fucking i was still in shock when they were like announced my name because i thought i got sick <laughs> so, uh, dude, Gr- rick won this shit <laughs> you have a lot of
0: confidence in rick <laughs> i did because
2: did be so fucking good man he'd just go out and he'd, he'd go out and 5 across the rail and down and then come off and then fucking Push 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 and dude,
0: he was just amazing. I'm in amazing. I'm in awe of his skateboarding too. I'm a fan of his, dude. That's so insane. Yeah, he, 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 dude, he was he was tough, man. Those
2: Canadians know how to fucking
0: skate, man. Yeah, they're nice as hell and they skate hard yeah. as fuck too. Oh, they're they're great <laughs> Okay, okay, we're moving along. <laughs> What's the difference between winning Tampa Pro and then the X Games? Is it a different feeling?
2: Uh, big time. I mean. Oh man, how can I compare this? I mean, (laughs) Tampa is like Tampa is skateboarding. The X Games is like winning fucking the Super Bowl or something. Like I I don't know, it's 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 a completely different different thing. Like I you know, I got a gold medal and won a lot more money in fucking X Games, but I look back and Tampa is way more, way more of of an achievement to me, than the X Games. Yeah. You know, but, like, when I, you know, you meet normal people on the street, and you're like, oh, yeah, I won the X Games, or, you know, they talk about the X Games, they're like, dude, you won the X Games? That's incredible. Yeah, but I won Tampa Pro, you know what that is now? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, the X Games is what everybody outside of skateboarding knows. Yeah,
0: it's funny, it's like, with Tampa Pro, you win the, well, I don't know how it is now, really, but you win, like, the appreciation of your peers, right? Imagine, yeah. so. And yeah. then with that other one, Actually, I did go to Tampa this year, and it was sick as hell. I do know how it is.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you win the appreciation of your peers because they're all there, and everyone's there because of skateboarding. It started by skateboarding. And then, like, the X Games, you kind of win, like, a notoriety or fame with, like, people that yeah. like yeah. fame, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. You know, you have little, little like, 12-year-olds and stuff and 14-year-old kids running up to you, like, asking for your autograph, not even really knowing your sponsors. Yeah. You they're just, like, knowing anything. Yeah,
0: it's just, like, he's famous. <laughs>
2: have their X Games bag of free bullshit that they got that day
0: asking <laughs> me to sign it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> totally. So, but did, did, what about with sponsorship and money situation? Winning those contests, did they, do you think those helped with longevity and like, higher pay in skateboarding? Uh,
2: yeah. Big time. I mean, just because like, I mean, I could have done it without the X Games, but it's, it's just kind of, you know, your company's, get more noticed and get more eyes, yeah. you know? So you get more people like, dude, what's Habitat? Like, now there's 5,000 people. Holy shit, that dude rise for Habitat. And he just won the X Games. I'm going to go buy his board. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of helps the company just make more money. Yeah, just... You know what I mean? Yeah, I imagine. But, it, but is it really needed? No, if it didn't exist, it wasn't needed. Yeah. You know? But it's just, an, I guess, it's just an add-on to, you know, benefiting your pocket and benefiting the brands and stuff like that in, in certain ways. But um,
0: it's like a, it's a different, it's a part of the game. Like people growth, yeah. growth with business, you just want to grow the business, you know. And some grow yeah. bigger than others, and then there's like, it's just a slippery slope, depending.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's, dude, the, the the toughest thing, you know, about going from making 300 bucks a month and, you know, working your ass off in a yoga factory to making six figures a year all within a year's time is a huge life learning experience. Yeah. Because, (laughs) dude, you are just not ready for it, you know? Like, yeah, you're stoked. Yeah, you're living the fucking moment and you're killing it, but it's like, it's, no one can teach you that shit. Like, you have to live through it and you have to live through the bad that comes after blowing all that money that you get so quickly. <laughs> and you're just like, Dude, I, you know, I used to, you know, i win contests and every time I would go and buy so much shit for my cars. And, you know, it was like, you know, I had so many Porsches, I had so many BMWs. It was like, cause I would buy and sell cars online all the time. Like every six or seven months I'd have a new car. Cause I would, I buy one, I would modify it all up and then sell it.
0: You clearly like, you clearly love cars.
2: Dude, I had like twenty-five cars in ten years. You're like
0: Jay Leno. You got your own garage. Hundred
2: (laughs) percent, hundred percent. If I had Jay Leno's money, I would have Jay Leno's car (laughs) Not all those old school things, but I'd have Ferraris and Lamborghinis and BMWs. All that. All I'd have one of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I I just um you know coming from I guess. Just my father grew up just loving cars, and it's just in me, dude. It's like I drive down the road and I can't not look at cars on the other side of the road coming at me, and I'll know what wheels are on them. Or, oh, that dude sucks at modifying his car; like he has no taste. <laughs> but like I, I eat, sleep, and shit cars in my brain, dude. Oh, it's so
0: cool to have a pat another passion alongside yeah. skateboarding.
2: But I fucking hate. I can't. I can't stand it. I wish I didn't. Because <laughs> dude i wouldn't have i would have bought houses I would have invested I would have done so many more things but it was like it was just my it was like a, a drug addiction
0: yeah but like you you have 100%. all you have all the knowledge about cars so you need to create like a you need to do a podcast where you're just talking about cars and obsessing <laughs> about cars speak it into reality again <laughs> <laughs> i had to take
2: a break once i met my wife and she straightened me out she's like what you used to do that like you're never doing that with me (laughs) i I was like thank you i wish i would have met you 10 years ago you probably would (laughs) have fucking our house would be paid off (laughs) like ours being paid off
0: (laughs) i i'm i'm the opposite i have no i know nothing about cars but uh when i see a nice car i can i appreciate it i'm like whoa but i know none of the stats you know what i mean yeah yeah but it's yeah. cool it's cool i like when people find passions that's so cool
2: mine is my passion is i buy something but i need to make it mine i need to create it and 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 modify it and change it in ways that i would design it oh that's cool you know, so i'll put like different bumpers on and different wheels and you know lo- I i think i've lowered every single one of my cars was <laughs> so a fucking escalade or it was a fucking Mini Cooper, it was always fucking low as shit to the ground.
0: Damn. Yeah. How'd you learn about mechanics and stuff like that?
2: Um, I really didn't. I would just probably, I would mostly like pay mechanics and pay places to put the modifications on for me.
0: Oh, sick.
2: (laughs) So I lost all the money paying these (laughs) motherfuckers on my
0: cars. (laughs) Right back into the culture. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You should do, but in in all sincerity, you should do a podcast where you just talk about cars because you. Pro, I'm the average person and I know nothing about cars. But if yeah. Carrie gets was hyped about cars and had a podcast, <laughs> you're hyped on skateboarding and cars. Something that I'd be interested in, I'd listen. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, that's cool, man. That's 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 awesome. I mean, I used to be on a lot of forums and uh, like 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 car forums selling parts and. My name was, like, M 3 and then, like, so, that like I'd be commenting and, you know, doing things and talking about certain things, and then people were like, wait, your first name's Carrie, your last name's, are you the skateboarder? <laughs> so, I would meet people on the, all over the world, like, on these forums that were in the cars, and they're like, yo, I skate too, man, mm-hmm. like, so we, like, you know, start talking on the forums and shit, and then, like, I would, like, kickflip over my cars and ollie over them and put photos up on yes, the- <laughs> you know? That's why in Skatemore I kick flip my Porsche. Like, that's my Porsche that I kick flip. Over.
0: Yes, that's so sick yeah. and badass. You can say you did that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, yep. do you know Aaron Suski at all?
2: Um, I know him a little bit. God. I know him from, like, you know, seeing him skate around, like, maybe bump into him at a skate spot, but. I don't know him, like, super close, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. I know him
2: a little bit from his skate shop and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's the man. Um, I really like Susky. I just brought him up because I feel like you guys would be friends. I don't know why. You just, like, something similar, I'm like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, we definitely clicked, for sure. When we met,
2: I think I went to his one store. We definitely had some good conversations.
0: Sick, um... right. um... Being respectful of your time Since you're outside But this is too much fun <laughs> Yeah, keep going dude. Okay, okay, okay um, yeah. I wanted to talk about Traveling with Tony, man Because, like I used to ride for Birdhouse For two years And we would do demos With Tony And, like We did one on a on a uh, What was like An army base And they, like Flew us in In these single engine planes And, like When you go with Tony It's like he's the mayor You know, like
1: you're Damn right he is yep.
0: What was it like? Like, you did that whole tour With him And what's that all about?
2: I mean, that was a whole different experience for sure. I mean, I, it was one of the coolest things I ever fucking witnessed in my life. Yeah. And I was so thankful to be invited for that because, you know, when you go and do a demo on a, on a normal brand, you know, like, you there was probably 200 people there, you know. When you go with Tony, there's 7,000, yeah. 4,000, 3,000, you know. It's like a whole... Another kind of fucking adrenaline rush, you know, yes. and I was on those tours in my prime of skateboarding. So it was fucking kickflip over everything, nolly flip, fucking frontside flip melon. Like, I just went in and I fucking skated my ass off, sweated my ass off, and I was skating with Dave Mira, the bad, <laughs> fucking, rest in peace, but baddest BMX dude ever. Yeah, yeah van with this i'm in the van with this guy i'm in the van with espn like dudes that are like filming for espn with like big hundred thousand dollar cameras or whatever they were and it was just a whole different kind of traveling
0: it's like a show see it it sounds like a show
2: it's like a reality show exactly you know it's like living a reality show of of being a rock star on a skateboard You know, that's pretty much the way to sum it up. I mean, we're in a $300,000 RV, fucking making sandwiches, like gambling, like watching all kinds of movies and videos and and just like playing video games. It was just like, you know, usually you're in a van with 10 dudes in a small van, like drinking beer, sweating, and this thing stinks. Like, no, not with Tony Hawk. You're like fucking, you're... You're living you're living it. There's, there's literally
0: like mayors that come out when Tony comes to the city and like yep. films yep. and meets him and shit. they like
2: <laughs> when we went to I think it was Kentucky the one where they opened the big concrete skate park yeah I think it was Kentucky
0: Louisville right Louisville Louis- yeah, yeah that
2: one yeah so I mean- we got we got we got escorted in by all these police officers <laughs> like down the street like full parade style. Wow! Like here comes Tony Hawk. It's like Santa like, Claus, dude. It was like Santa Claus. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. what it was, and I was on his sleigh with that motherfucker. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, pretty much, man. It was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, he's the man. I'm hyped that he he like had such a presence in skateboarding. Like he's kind of he's the face of skateboarding.
2: Yeah, he really is, man. And and to be invited on that, I was I was honored to go on that shit, man. It was, like, and then, like, Bam was there, too, which was cool, but he was so busy, so he was, like, off and on the tour. Yeah. So, uh, but I was able to stay on the entire thing, and it was, like, I didn't want to leave, man. I was, like, this is, this is how I want to live forever, man. <laughs> like, I want to skate like this forever, like.
0: Steak and lobster, dude, lobster every night, every night. Dude, it,
2: was just, it was just awesome,
0: man.
2: Like, it was, it was, it's, dude, I don't know, man. It's yeah. a shame that's not how everybody can travel and skate, you know, it's, like.
0: They do that with, like, sports teams. Like, if we want to compare ourselves to sports and all the footwear companies are sports companies, like, football and soccer, they, like, they, the teams travel. They have, like, team specialists and, like. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah,
2: I mean, on, on the Tony Octor, there was a, there was a, um, like, a, a physical therapist, like, you know, a person that would take care of us, like, give us, like, help us stretch sore muscles out. You know, it was like a medic. Yeah. You know, fully, like, on, dude, if you fell down, he would, like, run out onto the course and, like, pick you up.
1: It
2: was like, <laughs> holy shit. I was like, dude, I'm cool, man. Like, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, All right, I'm just checking in. And you'd, like, fly off to the side of the course again. <laughs> it was so rad. It was like you were just always
1: pampered and taken care of.
0: Yeah, if you're an athlete, I mean, other athletes get paid really fucking well, and they put on a hell of a show, and they have yeah. traveling teams and multiple, like, that's one avenue. It's a wild yeah, one. But.
2: you're damn right. And <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we put our bodies to a lot more than most of those athletes do. For real.
0: For real. For real. <laughs> and um. do it for
2: way less money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> um. All right, man. Well, I guess the last thing I'm going to leave on is, like, nocturnal. You started nocturnal. Yeah. It's still going. I wanted to ask you, like, when you kind of had a downsize, I guess, is it? Like, yeah. you, you had a skate shop where you, like, this is going <laughs> to... I would be freaking out, but... <laughs> yeah. Was the skate shop, like, The Rock, I guess is what I'm asking? Was it what? Is it, like, The Rock of the business? Like, you're like, this is the skate shop, and this is, like... I don't know, you know what I mean? Because if you have all these sponsors, and then you go to downsize, you still have your shop, right?
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: not really. I wouldn't say it like that. My shop was never anything that I that I took money from. I oh. never did. Okay. I, I, I built nocturnal knowing that it wasn't going to be a, a it's it's tough man it's a small business yeah you don't make big money on skateboards yeah you, yeah. Know, you make more money on shoes and apparel but it's like it's a it's hard man it's a hard small business and if you know i, I could make money from it if i live there you know if i worked eight hours ten hours a day and like actually being there yeah but it was like i when i moved to the city there, there sub-zero wasn't there and I was there was one shop there, and it was run by a tool. Yeah, like he, I, he, I was like, this is not the shop that be. That should be the only store in Philly. Yeah. So I was like, he would always give me a hard time about like swapping a board for a board. I oh, you got some wheels? Got a sticker pack? You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever, dude. I'm just trading a toy machine for a toy machine because I like flatter tails. So I would like take a steeper one in and try to find a flatter tail. Yeah. So it's just. Just didn't feel right, you know. So I was like, you know what? I want to fucking open up a store. So I was like, flying the Cali sometime, and I was like on the plane, and I came up with the name because I had seen Nocturnal in an Alien Workshop series, See like it. Nocturnal series boards. And once I saw that, that word always just stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I want to fucking open a store. They're like, well, what would you call it? I was like, dude, I've always had this thing. I think nocturnal skate shop would be rad. And I was like, we always are, skaters are like nocturnal, man. Like we are up so late at night. We're trying to skate nighttime, you know? So it was like, it just kind of like when I said it, it just was like made sense. Yeah. I just used it and Joe Castrucci was staying at my house on a habitat trip filming for, I think, mosaic. Was it? No, we were filming, filming for photosynthesis.
0: Sick. That video is one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, it was it was right at the beginning of everything. And he was like staying. It was the first time I ever had like, a computer. And um, he whipped up a fucking logo, my end logo, on the computer in like an hour or something. That's sick. The computer. I was like, dude, that fucking logo is so sick. That's so <laughs> rad. With the red on one side, the, le- the right side with black or whatever. And I was like, man, that logo is legit. So we went with it. You know, one day I was walking home. Uh, and I saw the Wu-Tang store had shut down, and um, that was right up from where I was living.
0: Damn, that must have been heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> Who's forever, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs>
2: yeah, $100 t-shirts, you gotta ring a buzzer to get in there. <laughs> so anyway, that fucking place was shut down, and I was like, I'm eyeing the place up at night, and then I go back the next day, and I call the, call the place and find out how much it is, and then I get a partner on board, and we end up opening it up, and. It was always just, I just wanted a shop that was great for Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's why I did it. I didn't ever think, and of course I had it in the back of my mind, like, hey, this will be here when I'm done skating, I hope, that maybe if I go through the worst times of my life, I could get a one-bedroom apartment and fucking work for the store and do whatever I can. Like, who knows where my life will be 10 years from now. But it was always like a little cushion of something to have yeah, fall back on. You
0: know it's something worth investing in
2: yeah it just it, I, and, and it was just right timing man like I knew it would work I knew it would work with everything that was going on in my life everything that was going on in Philly I was like there's just no way that this can't work yeah that's you know? it because like dude I'm gonna be fucking advertising in every magazine every interview everything I do people are gonna wanna talk about it yeah so, like you know what it's gonna it's gonna make it's not going to be that hard like, we can make this work, and I had a great partner at the time, and, uh, dude, it was fucking such a success right out of the gate. It was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was tough to get some brands at the beginning because of the other store having the brands. Yeah. So it took us about a year, even to get some of the, spa, even to get some shoe brands that I rode for.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it was, like, pretty crazy, but we, we battled that for about a year, and then, uh, the X Games came to, came to the city, and... It just blew up, took off. Like, the store was fucking packed to shit. We were, you know, we had so many boards on the shelves, and our whole back room was piled with, like, doubles of boards. Damn. Like, not just one graphic. We had seven of the same graphic. It was just so many stacks of boards. It was awesome, man. It was cool to see, and it was a cool place to have for everybody to link up the beginning of the day. We could sit there, watch video, shoot the shit, go across the street, grab a bagel. Everybody ready to go? Let's go. Just go Fuck skating. Was, you know?
0: was this like your first dabble in running a business and being part of that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't too hands-on with running anything like day-to-day because I was, I was more or less traveling. I was always skating. I was always traveling. You're like a brand I, ambassador. Yeah, but I with the hard work in building the store, designing it, coming up with the, all the ideas, meeting with the designers or to design the, the layout. Like, I came up with the idea to do it as a, a, a boutique kind of store. I didn't want it to be a dirty, grimy kind of feel. I wanted it to be so nice and cool and and, and clean that a, a mother would come in and be like, wow, this is a skate shop? This yeah. looks like a fucking like urban outfitters. <laughs> you know, like, I wanted that feeling of, like, a nice boutique kind of skate shop yeah so uh, i just I, I just hated those little stores where all the boards were like on the board on the floor yeah and you're like diving through like 10 boards to see what it was like <laughs> so i wanted to do the total opposite
0: yeah that's cool i like a nice clean one too when you customize yeah. it and could do it from scratch that'd be pretty cool yeah
2: yeah it was, it was it was a cool it was a cool experience to see it all come to life like a, something i came up with like sitting on a plane and you know, putting some money into getting a loan and just, you know, and having a great partner that he actually lived right next to the store. He had a one-bedroom apartment right next to the store, so he was able to come out of his house and pop right over at noon, open the store up, and, you know, we had some great partners, some friends help help us out, work there and shit, you know. Yeah, that's right. I employed, like, at least four or five of my friends for a while. That's right. You know, and it's still going to this day, you know.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, dude. Very cool. Yeah, (laughs) cool. I, like, I love community. Like, I'm huge on that. I live near an indoor skate park called S- the Edge Indoor Skate Park, and uh, I moved to this town because of that skate park. I just knew in the winters, like, we're, I'm fucked. if I'm going to live on the East Coast and there's no skate park. I'm fucked. I'm going to go crazy, Carrie. <laughs>
2: uh, I know, man. I've, I've been there. I've been there without having RTF, and then only having, like, one park, like, a half hour away wasn't too bad. But uh. it was like, it just was like... It wasn't, it was like a bike park, roller's blade park, but I mean, it was what, it was the only thing we had, and now it's gone, now there's nothing, so those days of having a TF, I miss those big time, like, yeah. I miss being able to kickflip a pyramid, like, I haven't kicked with a pyramid in so long, and that was probably my favorite thing to do in my entire life, was just go and kickflip over a pyramid. Sick. <laughs> yeah, so, hopefully again, hopefully again soon, like, Bam's redesigning this part, so, Hopefully after my back heals up, I can uh, get on my board a little bit, try to flip my board.
0: You mentioned your back in the beginning. What happened?
2: Yeah, I have a tear in my lower disc. Okay. One of my discs in my back. It's like, I don't know if you know how a spine works, but it's like bushings, like between your bones and your spine. And inside, like the bushing is like a gel. And the more and more pressure you put on your back and your spine... It presses that bushing down and squeezes it. You know how on you, your bushings they can explode and pop and crack?
0: Tighten your so trucks they, too much, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. They squish. So there's liquid inside that. So I have a tear and that liquid's coming through the tear. And it's pushing against a nerve. And it's sending pain down into my leg.
0: What do you do for that?
2: I deal with it. <laughs> I deal with it every day. So I, um, I just went and had a... A shot put in my back like an epidural shot and it's like uh it's kind of like a steroid shot to go in there and kind of help it heal help it loosen up the pain yeah and it's been helping but i still have the pain and now i'm going to start some therapy like some stretches and all that stuff next week
0: do you smoke hey do you mind if i ask you if you smoke weed
2: i don't oh you don't don't. (laughs) no you know what hold on one second yep you
0: still there? Yeah, just pause for a second.
2: My buddy Angel's calling
0: me right now. Oh, where? Do you want to go? Uh, you- <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So I'll
2: finish what I was saying.
0: Uh, what was I saying? Do you smoke marijuana? Because you're talking about oh, pain no. management and marijuana's great. Oh, shit. Hold on. Alright, hold on, guys. Hold on. FaceTime cut out. You're getting the real time. This is what happens. We're going to connect again, though. <laughs> Right at the best part, right? Gives me time to check the Facebook. I don't know who's listening or watching, but what's up, everybody? Sorry for the iTunes listener. Hopefully I'll remember to go and edit this part up. (laughs) But damn, this has been so good. Damn, I think his phone cut out right there. You guys are going to have to stay tuned. I might be able to get Carrie back on the line. If not, damn, that was such a sick podcast. <laughs> Carrie is the man. He's gonna listen to this. And <laughs> oh shit. Alright, I'm gonna try and call him again. Damn, I'm so happy I skated today. I had so much fun. I've been working hard. I'm tired, but I feel good on my board. Damn, I don't know if this is gonna work! Hockey temper. they were like, want me to bring up his temper. Alright. Stay tuned, motherfuckers. Alright, so... We left off, where we left off was, I was asking, because we were talking about the pain with your spine, and... Yeah. Do you smoke marijuana?
2: No, you know, I, I've, I've done it a couple times. I'm um, usually like, you know, I get fucking drunk or something. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I'll smoke with you guys in a hotel room, and then I end up, like, the room spinning, and I end up throwing up. Really? So I never really had, like... <laughs> you know what it is? Like, I don't really like smoking anything, so anything that I put in my mouth to try to, like, smoke, and get that shit on my lungs, like, I just, I don't like that whole feeling, so I just, it, it has never worked for me. Yeah. You know, i rather just, i us kick back and have some beers and shit, you know, so. Yeah,
0: I like a good six pack. I like Sam Adams, I like Guinness, um, nice. Yeah, some good stuff, man. We you got all you like the,
2: you like the darker beers, huh? Yeah,
0: all the seasonal stuff, I love all that yeah. stuff. So good. See, I'm a
2: light, I'm a light beer, man. Like, I was like, I tip for a long time, and then Corona's Right now, it's like I go for the cheaper beer. the Rolling
1: Rocks
0: are nice. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Coronas or Rolling Rocks.
1: Yeah, they so, all work, right? Yeah,
0: they work. I can usually like nowadays, I can get like a six pack, and I'll drink like two, and then I'll yeah. get to the other ones later in the week.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I am lately, man. i spend like, you know, just like two, three beers, man, here and there, just to kind of calm during the week if I have a stressful day. You know, like, you know, just like, right now i got this, I'm working with DVS a little bit now and like my whole stuff with all the kids and the family. So it's like adding one more thing to my plate can kind of get a little bit stressful, you know, so. But. I definitely just like to kick back at night, and like I said, watch *Wheel of Fortune* have a beard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you need you need like um yeah you need a a release, you know, like a good yeah. at going out of your mind experience for a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know man, for sure.
0: I like to go to the gym and swim and go in the spa and the sauna and shit like that. Hot to cold. That's like sw- oh, love that's that. Cool
2: man, I got a tub in my backyard. I haven't used it in a while. My wife can't go in, in it right now because she's pregnant, so. And uh so I just been it's just been sitting there and I haven't been using it, so looking forward to turning that bad boy back on soon and being able to use it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's so awesome.
2: I've seen some cool shooting starts, I have also seen like a fucking crazy um one of those fucking what are they, the fucking like rocks in the air, like I can't think.
0: Oh of like them. a meteorite?
2: Meteor. Yeah, I saw a meteor one night, dude. It was so
0: sick. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it just was, like, purple, and then one bit green, and
2: like, orange, and it just went for so long. And my wife and I actually, I actually caught it at the same time. It was, like one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
0: Man, that's so rad. I was in, uh... When I was younger, I lived in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and... My dad would bring us to this place, The it was like where a meteorite hit the earth, and it was this huge cannon. I don't think it was a grand cannon, but it was like the meteor crater, they called it. Yeah. And it was gnarly, because it was just a meteor that came down and made this like, True. this hole in the earth, basically, it like tripped me out. I'm like, holy shit. That's, that's
2: fucking
0: crazy, man. <laughs> um, have you ever done any psychedelics? No. You yeah, I've
2: been to mushrooms twice. That was
0: it. No, that seems pretty wild. Was it a good ride or what? Or was it... it
2: was cool. It wasn't... I didn't, like, like, see anything weird or anything like that. It's, it's just... I don't know, man. It was, like... I'm trying to think of my experience of how it was, but it wasn't like I was seeing anything. Like, it was almost just, like, being, like, an amazing, like, like, dr- like drinking and just feeling so good. It was, like, just kind of, like, a pretty cool experience. And plus, I was, like, at my home. It wasn't like I was somewhere, like crazy lights or anything like that it was more like just at at my house yeah it was just like a a no cool experience you know
0: yeah i've always wanted to try it but i'm just too scared and i don't know the right people but i'll keep you guys updated (laughs)
2: yeah the ones i took i probably shouldn't have but i mean i didn't fuck weird out or didn't fuck me up so you know but you know it was one of those things like it was was years back you know it's like living by myself like going out partying in this, like, college town where I, where I was living at the time and met these, like, crazy dudes at this pizza place, and they're like, yeah, man, we're gonna do some mushrooms, and I was like, oh, well, man, maybe I'll try that tonight, <laughs> <laughs> case, you know what I mean? But that was it, two times, I wouldn't fuck with
0: it anymore. You wanna hear something crazy that I've done, too? I've done a float tank, a sensory deprivation tank, you ever heard of that? No, no. Well, it's basically a tank, and it has about 10 inches of salt water. They put about 600 pounds of salt in it. So it's like a big salt bath, basically. But, um, Shit. yeah, it's in a tank, and you basically sit in this 10 inches of water, and as you lean back, you full, f- just start to float. So you have all your senses cut off.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you're floating so you don't have gravity, and then you're in the tank so it's dark so you can't see. You can't hear, you put earplugs in. They cut off all your senses, so it's like kind of being in outer space. Trip me the fuck out. Uh, That sounds fucking
2: wild, man. I've done
0: it sober and extremely high, and I prefer extremely high. (laughs) I like to freak myself out.
2: That sounds like some kind of shit. Like if you floating away into the sky,
0: dude. Like, yeah, no, because like right a- after like a half an hour, you're laying there and you're floating and you got none of your senses and you're just like, whoa. Your mind just like kind of unwinds and it's it's trippy. Yeah, man, it,
2: that that sounds kind of cool. It sounds like something I'd like to maybe put mushrooms on and go try.
0: Yeah, the the thing about it too is it's like an hour long Epsom salt bath. So like for your all your swollen parts, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, that's
2: your body probably feels. Incredible
0: after that. Yeah, and you'll be floating for an hour, so maybe it'll help your back. You should ask because yeah, it'll relieve pressure and tension. You'll be floating for an hour, which would, like, for my joints, it helps so much.
1: That's what everyone's telling
2: me is to hang upside down, is to take the pressure off my spine. Like, so that's what everyone's saying. So I'm going to start some physical therapy next week, so I'm going to start learning more
0: about it. You know, like We're what I need to do. Sick. And definitely look into a sensory deprivation tank if you have one. I just looked it up, dude, and I went and tried it, and it was awesome. I, I actually bought like a package of 10 and I started bringing my friends. I was like, here, try this. It's like being in space. It's weird as fuck, but it's awesome. <laughs>
2: dude, you got to text me now when I get off so I can. Look that up. Yeah, I got
0: you. I won't forget.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm check that out.
0: Word. Well, um, man, we covered everything. I'm stoked that you're involved with DVS again, man. It seems like you're the right man for the job. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty stoked that, you know, they reached out. Because I, I was reaching out to them, you know, whispering pretty their ears, trying to do the re-release of my first shoe, And, um, you know, they were like, you know, tired, left and I went to a so they were kind of and live on who they were going to hire, you know, I guess, let's tell them the police when they're like talking to me about the shoe thing and they're like, well, would you want to come on board as a team? And I was like, like, dude, I'm here on the East Coast. Like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm here. You know, I have so many kids. up like, right now, I can't really do a lot. skating and They're like, look, like, we just want you to help out with some shoe ideas, some some ideas of, like, put some guys on the team and building the team. And um, so, again, yeah, it's just, it's cool. You know, I'm still learning everything, like, you know, learning the company, learning the, the, what the owners want to do, what the team riders
1: want to do. It's like, so I'm kind of like this middleman of decisions. Yeah. So
2: it's, it kind of puts me in a weird place, you know, because I got one person on this side of in my right ear telling me this, and then I got another person in the left ear telling me this. And then I'm in the middle with the decision that I would like to see happen.
0: Yeah, so you're the middleman.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, well lean more towards, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone should have the job, I feel like it's you, because I associate you with DVS because you had a good run in the shoes and all that stuff, so it's like a progression, it feels like.
2: Um, Dude, I can't wait to re-release my shoe because I'm going to make the changes to it that I wanted to when I originally started. The first, when I originally got it, when it came out in 2000, I wanted to make changes, but it it was a shoe that they had already designed, and it was like, look, like... You can't make changes. It's going to take a whole year. If we don't make the changes, we'll come back now. You know, so it was like one of those things where it was like, let's get this shoe, get your name on, it, and get it out now. Yeah. So, so I want to make some changes to it that I think people will fucking respect on. And, uh, you know, slim it down so it looks more normal and not big concrete slab on your foot. You know. Yeah, like a
0: progression of the last shoe. <laughs> yeah, shoes just were so big back then, you know, and now they're so little,
2: and uh, I kind of want to meet the middle. I want, I still want padding, I want some, I want some padding in sole, I want some padding in the thumb and I want it to feel like a, like a, like a, like a slipper, dude, like I've always liked my shoes to
0: be able to slip in them, and to have the laces as loose as I want, and the shoe never come off, you know, yeah.
2: I feel like that, that's very important.
0: Yeah. I've skated your shoes before, and I liked them, and I skated, I used to skate the Costin Ones, and those are so good, too, they felt like my oh, yeah. feet slipped in. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like that when you fucking
2: shoot, just, your
0: foot's
2: locked in there, you don't get sweaty ass, swampy feet, but
1: <laughs> it, it, your, your shoes are flying
0: off your feet. Hell yeah, Carrie. well, thank you, man, thank you for your time, dude, it was awesome to sit down with you, and, uh, you're definitely gonna have to come back on the show, we'll give life some time and let it pass, and then I'll check up with you again <laughs> later if you're down.
2: Yeah, dude, I'm looking to hopefully get back on board sometime in summer and uh try to film some stuff. I just want to put some some shit out, whatever I can, like some ramp stuff, some some parts stuff, whatever. The best stuff that I could do at where I'm at right now in my life would not be being able to skate that much. So anything yeah. I could do I'd be stoked on,
0: you know? Dude, put it have fun and put out whatever version of your art you want to put out and I'll be I'll be consuming and watching.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Alright, Carrie, take take it easy, homie. Yeah, you
2: too.